Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Well, hello there. Insert General Kennedy's voice. Just kidding. Hi. Um, welcome back to the Comic Book History Lesson Podcast, where we talk about the history of some of your favorite heroes, stories, and everything in between. Hello. My name is Ambrosia. I hope everyone's doing well. I mean, I know I say this a lot, but oh my gosh, this year has been rough. And if you know a teacher... Or if, you're, if your child has a teacher, or if you ever had a teacher, you know, it's a good time to reach out to them and just let them know, like, hey, thanks, <laughs> because <sighs> it's been a year. Um, and, but, you know, it's been a year for everyone, whether it's your teacher, a student, if you um, are a central worker and are working the grocery stores, it's just been a crazy year for everyone. And so um, this week was Teacher Appreciation Week, but I think it, we need to appreciate everyone because we are surviving, and I don't think we get enough credit for that, that we have survived we are surviving a pandemic. Um, our lives were completely flipped around. And are we handling it great? I don't know. But we're handling it. So, guys, here's to you. Because we're doing it. Um, in terms of me, I'm so excited for summer. Um, all I want to do this summer is build Legos and read comic books. Because I haven't had a chance to build Legos since uh, Christmas break. I'm currently looking at my half-finished Diagon Alley, uh, just thinking about how I need to finish it. But we'll get there. We'll get there in time, in time. Um, but, oh, also, there are so many cool Star Wars and Harry Potter sets that are coming out, and it's going to be great. Um, in case you guys didn't know, <laughs> I love Legos. Okay. Um, let's talk about some of the things that I have read or I'm excited for in comic book wise. In terms of Marvel comics, uh, the Curse of Man thing. Last week we had the Curse of Man thing featuring the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, this week we have the Curse of Man thing featuring the X-Men, which I love that Marvel's doing this because this year marks the 50th anniversary of the creation of Man thing. Um, which I am all for green, swampy, mossy, weird creature. So, you know, swamp thing, man thing. Those are all up my alley. Um, and I'm also really excited, uh, for Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters, Alpha issue number one. I have been digging this Bounty Hunter series. Um, and so I am excited to get some Boba Fett action in there. It's gonna be great. In terms of DC, uh, Man Bat issue number four came out. I'm loving Man Bat as well. It's different than Batman, 
and it's so good. Uh, and then Suicide Squad, that has just been an explosion, <laughs> literally. Uh, and it's been a fun, it's been a fun one. Um, Independent-wise, uh, this came out a couple weeks ago, so I'm behind. But uh, I just read Home um, by Image Comics. Uh, currently, they only have issue one out. Uh, issue two should be coming out here uh, shortly. But it is about um, when a young boy is torn away from his mother while seeking asylum at the U.S. border, something begins to change in him. And it isn't just the trauma, anxiety, and guilt you would expect. He doesn't know it yet, but it's the onset of superhuman abilities that will change his life forever. And it's written by Julio Antha. Uh, I love that they created this comic book. Uh, it has caused, you know, a little circling. Wait, what is that? Uh, stirring the pot. There we go. It has stirred the pot a little bit because, uh, you know, so many people are saying that it's too political, that um, this is all just propaganda. But, you know, that's kind of what comic books have always been. I mean, that's where the heart of it. We have Captain America fighting the Nazis, like, is that propaganda? Um, but this is something that needs to be talked about. And I love that they did it, um, or Julio did it, and that team did it. Um, so this focuses on things that are going on at the border currently, of how people are coming to the U.S. to get away from the hardships uh, and some of the gangs and Life that we can't even imagine that is going on in other countries. And they come to the U.S. looking for safety. And unfortunately, a lot of families get torn apart. And so this goes on that adventure. Um, and in case you don't know, we have hundreds of missing children that were at the border who are out of nowhere gone. And that shouldn't be happening. I don't know how you just misplace that many kids it's it's insane um and so i like that they brought light uh there is the uh supernatural twist at the end where we find out that the character does have these superhuman abilities <laughs> do i wish all children have that so that they could they could find their way and out of these out and fight the evil of the world. Yes. Does it break my heart that they don't? Yes. Was my heart strings torn when I was reading this? Yes. Um, cause you know, my grandfather came from Mexico and not the legal way, but he's legal now. Um, it was a process and you know, it, people don't, yeah. I don't know. I get, that's a whole nother episode, but it was an interesting read. So I definitely encourage someone to, um, give this a go because it's, Good to not be, uh, just to be aware of the things that are going on, even though they don't make the news all the time. Okay, now we are officially jumping in to, um, night. Oh, real quick, uh, I always like to know what other people are reading. So find me on Instagram, find me on Twitter, on TikTok. Let me know what you guys are reading. Um, okay, N now we can officially dive into this episode. I said jive. I'm sorry. I was going to say jump, and then I was going to say dive, and it came out jive. So maybe we'll just say that. Now it's time to dive into this episode. Ha! You guys thought we were done talking about 1939, but joke's on you, because we're not. Um, the last episode, we talked about the creation of Batman. And the Bill Kane, or sorry, Bob Kane and Bill Finger debacle. P.S. Uh, Bob Kane is a douche canoe. But for legal purposes, I never said that. It wasn't a thing. Okay, cool. Thanks. Uh, but I wanted just to focus on Batman. But during this, 
we missed another creation that happened in my dudes. That is Shazam. Um, who is Shazam? Oh, sorry. Uh, I remember, like, I have speech problems. Um, sorry. So, Shazam. There we go. Who is Shazam, a.k.a. the OG Captain Marvel? Well, we were first introduced to this character in 1939, where he made his first appearance in Wiz Comics, issue number two. In this issue, we meet Billy, a 12-year-old orphan. Mom, poor Billy. Um, Billy is lured into this abandoned subway station, where a magical subway car transported him into the Rock of Eternity, the magical lair of an ancient wizard named Shazam. By speaking Shazam's name, a bolt of uh, magic lightning transformed Billy into Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam. A uh, super-powered adult in a red suit, yellow boots, and a white and gold cape with the lightning symbol on his chest. Captain Marvel was charged with a mission to fight as a champion uh, for good by the wizard, who promptly died. But don't worry, he returns later. Um, so that was just a little synopsis of... Who is Shazam, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. Um, but, I mean, you think Shazam is a fun word, and I promise I'm going to stop saying it like that. I'm sorry. I'm probably obnoxious. But you think that Shazam might just be a fun word or a onomatopoeia, which that in itself is a fun word. Um, but did you know that it actually stands for something? Yes, that is right. Shazam is also an acronym. It stands for S. For Solemn, H, Hercules, A for Atlas, Z for Zeus, A for Achilles, and M for Mercury. And in this, it was that uh, Billy, or whoever, Captain Marvel, that he had the wisdom of Solemn, the strength of Hercules, uh, the stamina for Atlas, the power for Zeus, the courage for Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. And that is the overall powerful all-being that Captain Marvel. Or, you know, Shazam. Okay. Now we know who he is. Let's jive. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Sorry. Um, now let's talk about how he was created. So, Shazam, or Captain Marvel, was created by artist C.C. Beck and writer Bill Parker. At this time, they both worked at Fawcett Comics. Side note, Fawcett Comics was originally Fawcett Publications, and they were founded in 1919 by Wilford Fawcett, but they started off with just being a magazine. Um, but when this comic book boom was about, they were, they were like, guys, let's jump on this bandwagon and let's create Fawcett Comics. And they did. Um, Another side note, I want to talk about the term ashcan real quick, and, I, and you'll understand why in a second. But uh, a term that some of you or some may not know um, is ashcan. A-S-H-C-A-N. Ashcan. Which I want to talk about uh, before diving into the rest of the story. Um, so ashcan comics was used, and it's just a term, it's not like a publication, it's just Ashcan. So Ashcan comics uh, were used as a way to establish ownership of the characters in the comics. Uh, it was meant to describe a publication that was produced solely for legal purposes, like a trademark, and not normally intended for distribution. 
Uh, the term Ashcan means that the, the printed material was supposed to go straight from the printer right into the trash. Just throw it away. They usually had an unlettered stories, um, unfinished art. The main purpose of this was to get something out with the comic's intended title on it as quickly as possible so that the publisher could make a claim to having it been the first in print if a competitor tried to publish a similar title. So it's like, dibs, it's mine. Um, <laughs> since the ash can had no other use, publishers printed as few as like two copies. One was sent to the trademark office and the other was just kept in their files. Um, sometimes publishers would send out copies to distributors to establish publication dates, but nearly all trash can, oh my gosh, sorry, it's not a trash can, it's ash can, I'm sorry. By nearly all ash can comic editions were limited to five copies or fewer. So there are still like ash can comics like floating around. Um, if you have those, hold on to them. I have never seen one, but I think it'd be so cool to be able to. Um, so if you have any ash can comics, uh, tag me in them because I would love to see them. Um, I, I just think that'd be super rad to see. Okay, so now that I established what an ash can is, an ash can comics, and this is throughout different industries, but in terms of comics, that's what I meant. Okay, now we're gonna go back to Shazam. Okay, on side note, okay, I don't know. Moving on. Okay, going back into Shazam, Shazam made his first appearance in Wiz Comics issue number two. Wait, why issue number two and not issue number one? Well, my friends, that is because Fawcett Comics had an Ashcan Comics called Thriller Comics Issue Number One and Flash Comics Issue Number One. And the character's original name was Captain Thunder. All of those names were taken already, though. So they had to do some rework, and instead of Captain Thunder, it turned into Captain Marvel. Uh, the comic would... <sighs> Sorry. The comic book world was truly a dog-eat dog's world because holy schmoly talk about competition and especially during this time um like if people were trying to just throw out all these ashcan terms just to get trademarked and just to be able to use them um and when i say dog eat dog's world please know that i do not condone cannibalism i do not like dogs eating dogs or any sort of cannibalism so just just for legal purposes that's all Okay, um, so moving on. Uh, Roscoe Kent Fawcett, who was the son of Wilford Fawcett, who Wilford, again, was the founder of Fawcett Comics, um, was the company's circulation director. And he said something. And uh, I'm sure he had no idea that what he was going to say was going to bite him in the butt. But boy, oh boy, does it. And I'm sure you can guess why. But here we go. Um, this is what he said. Roscoe claimed that he was responsible for the initial idea of Captain Marvel. He said, I got us into the comic book business. I said, give me a Superman. Only have his other identity be a 10 or 12 year old rather than a man. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I think he just said that he literally copied Superman's idea. 
So yeah, so just kind of keep that in your pocket and hold on to that later. So Wiz Comic issue number two, it did awesome. It sold more than 50, oh sorry, 500,000 copies in its debut and ended up getting a spinoff series called Captain Marvel Adventures and was soon... <laughs> outselling Superman. Captain Marvel even beat Superman to the silver screen uh, in 1941. The original creator, uh, Bill Parker, he ended up getting drafted into World War II and he wasn't able to continue his work. But uh, Otto Binder stepped in to continue the comics with C.C. Beck. Um, Binder is actually the one who expanded the Captain Marvel world, uh, and he added in characters like Captain Marvel Jr., Mary Marvel, Uncle Marvel, the Lieutenant Marvels, and, uh, and Mr. Taki Tani. I, I really hope I'm saying that right. I tried to look it up and I couldn't really find anything, so, um, he's a tiger and he's really cool. Um, <laughs> alright, but... <laughs> Something uh, kind of negative, not kind of ne negative, but something that was negative uh, about Otto Binder is that he did have some negative feedback uh, for some of his writing and some of the creators that he created. Uh, one in particular named Steamboat Bill. And that character was criticized for propagating offensive stereotypes of African Americans. Thankfully, that character is no longer used. Um, so... If you are interested, uh, you could. They really did their best to try to take down anything that had to do with Steamboat Bill. So thank you for that. Um, but question: I mean, it could be my allergies because it's that season. But do you smell that? It smells like a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, just okay. That was really bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hashtag dad jokes or teacher jokes. All right, but for real. But not uh, because of Steamboat Bill. Uh, I mean, that could have been, it should have been a lawsuit, but it wasn't. Uh, this one has, sorry, this one is from National Comics Publication, who is now known as DC. National Comics Publication called Fawcett out on their copyright infringement. Why, you ask? Uh, because <laughs> they said that Captain Marvel was a ripoff of Superman. Dun, dun, dun. No way! Uh, National Comics Publication had sued other companies for trying to rip off Superman. I mean, at this time, like I said, comics were such an up-and-coming thing, and DC had one of the first, like, Nash or National Comics Publication had one of the first superheroes, and he was doing awesome, that they were really, really nitpicky on others who were up-and-coming, making sure that they were they weren't copying them, which... If you remember, Rocco legit said, bring me Superman, but we're just going to make these changes. So, yes. Uh, but all these other companies that they were going to sue for ripping off Superman, those companies all backed down and they just stopped printing. They were like, oh, we're not going to do this. It's fine. We'll just create something new. But Captain Marvel was such a huge hit, and he was outselling Superman, and so that was the start of it, because Superman, National Comics Publication was like, okay, this is Superman, we created, like, we, you're welcome world, we created this new um, comic book world, and now you are getting popular off of something similar to ours, that's not okay. 
like I, I'm, I'm curious to know, would things be different if Captain Marvel was never as popular as Superman? Like if he, if Superman continued to outsell Captain Marvel, would there even be an issue? But it was an issue since Captain Marvel was outselling Superman and DC. I'm just going to call them DC. Know that it was called National Comics Publication, but they are now known as DC. So I'm just going to call them DC. Um, but DC was not having it. And they're like, uh, your ripoff of our character cannot be outselling Superman. So, um, but Captain Marvel was such a huge hit, like I said, that they were not going to go down without a fight. And this went on for seven years. So seven years, they were in court. And it does pay to have a good lawyer. Because Fawcett's lawyer found some of Superman's comic uh, newspaper strips, and they weren't trademarked properly. It's all about those loopholes, man. That's, yep. Um, which canceled their copyright, which made it a win for Fawcett. Uh, but DC appealed it, which meant another retrial. So technically, Fawcett could have won because of that, but because DC repealed it, yeah, they were going to have to go back to court. And at this time, comic book sales or the comic book industry was changing and sales were down. So they weren't doing as well as they were seven years prior. And so Fawcett decided that it was not worth continuing this fight. And they ended up just paying DC $400,000. Oh, so much money. And stopped any publication of Captain Marvel. And that was 400000 back then. So imagine how much money that is now. Uh, yeah, so they just stopped. They said, okay, DC, here's your money. We're done. So, but there was a British publisher out in the UK named Al Miller and Son. And they held the rights to reprint Fawcett publications. So they were reprinting Captain Marvel stories out in the UK. Well, since Fawcett lost the case against DC, Al Miller and Son had to stop their publications. But they didn't want to. And they are like, mm, we need a replacement to all these issues. So that's when they created Marvel Man. Uh, basically, <laughs> I called it the, it was the Wish version of Captain Marvel. Like, Captain Marvel, but not Captain Marvel. Instead of saying Shazam, he said Kamota. I think that's how you said it. It's K-I-M-O-T-A. So he would say Kamota to transform. And their stories were so similar, but also, like, they different so it was like it basically <laughs> is when you are in school and your friend has like that assignment and they were like hey you can copy my assignment but switch it up a little bit and so you like switch it up and it's same but not that's exactly what happened with marvel man uh but his name had to be changed to miracle man because guess who didn't like the name marvel man yep you are correct. Marvel did not like having a hero walking around saying, I'm Marvel Man, and not being a Marvel character. So Marvel was like, listen, you could have your character, but you need to switch up the name. So he is now Miracle Man. I feel like that would be a great superhero to like sell Miracle Whip. I don't know. Thoughts? Miracle Whip? Not Miracle Man? 
Uh, so during the 1960s, uh, we had some more want-to-be Captain Marvels that showed up. MF Enterprises had Captain Marvel, who <laughs> was an alien android, who would yell, Split! And all of his body parts would separate. Yeah, that was a thing. Uh, guys, we were living in weird times. Oh, uh, I should explain that since Fawcett no longer had the rights to Captain Marvel, like, things were up for grabs. So people were, like, trying to use the name Captain Marvel in different forms. So MF Enterprises tried the Captain Marvel who was an alien android. Yeah, like I said, and just would yell split and all of his body parts would, like come off like can you try imagine reading that as a child that's <laughs> weird or i get to also see like a lawsuit in that like what if okay this is me and like my weird thinking and watching like crime podcasts but what if like a child was reading that and they're like oh my gosh i want to make my siblings into captain marvel and then they like try to split their arms apart and okay Maybe that's getting a little too morbid and graphic. I'm sorry. I'm done. Okay. So that was the first one. Um, in the second attempt was, or the second Captain Marvel was Bill Black. He was, he first attempted to revive the original Captain Marvel, but he decided that he wouldn't want to risk the copyright trouble again. Uh, he wanted to use like a similar story and just, just reboot it, bring it back. But some of his friends advised him not to just because how much like problems Fawcett had with it and he just didn't want to go down that route and I didn't blame him. So instead of creating Captain or instead of rebooting Captain Marvel, he created Captain Paragon instead. And then we have Marvel Comics and they came around and they created their own version of Captain Marvel. And Marvel's big push on their version of Captain Marvel was that they didn't want to see any other competitor have a hero with their name attached to it. Which, like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because I wouldn't want to go to McDonald's or, you know, if I was a company and it was McDonald's and then you were walking around and their uh, character, their slogan, their... Uh, what is mascot be of like country fried chicken? I don't know. That's a bad example. But like it does make sense. But then also it doesn't because uh, Captain Marvel came first before Marvel. Before like Marvel's comics name. So because before Marvel was Timely Comics. And so I don't know. It's not my monkey. Not my circus. But like it kind of makes sense. But the comic book world is always changing. And so in the early 70s, DC was having a rough time with sales. And they approached Fawcett, who also wasn't doing well at the time. Like, they were barely holding on. And DC went to Fawcett and asked them to license the OG Captain Marvel. And Fawcett couldn't create Shazam titles without DC's permission. So it was like... They need DC's permission, but DC needed them. So Fawcett ended up okaying this. In 1973, uh, we got Captain Marvel back. When, uh, even with one of the OG creators, C.C. Beck. So DC called C.C. Beck and they were like, hey, listen, 
we want you come back. We want you to write the OG Captain Marvel. So he did. Uh, but because of Marvel, since Marvel Comics is out now and their, their name was big, um, Marvel has the Marvel trademark. So they couldn't, they knew that they had to do something different with the name, which is when they shifted from Captain Marvel to Shazam. They are basically like, I don't want to worry about Marvel Comics. Let's just move it to Shazam. So they did. Um, but how they revived the series was actually really awesome. Uh, the story was that everyone in the Captain Marvel uh, Shazam comic was suspended for 20 years in this, uh, in su sorry, suspended animation. So they were like stuck there. But don't worry, everyone broke free and ta-da! All was well. And they actually made that part canon now, which was pretty cool. So uh, I kind of liked how they had, I don't know, they kind of did, it wasn't just like a reboot, but they actually had a story of like the reboot of, oh no, we were trapped for 20 years. And then they were untrapped and they were back to saving the world. So I thought that was cool. Uh, throughout the years, though, there have been so many different changes made to Shazam. Uh, and DC didn't see the huge excitement from fans like they were expecting. So, you know, they were expecting this big... I mean, it was outselling Superman at one point. So I think they were expecting this new power and sales and all of this. But it didn't really work out like lived. Um... But it's funny to think that Shazam is now fighting along with Superman, who was once a threat, <laughs> and that at one point Shazam was more popular than Superman, and that is not the case now. But I am curious to know what would have come to be of Captain Marvel if Fawcett would have continued without interruptions, because Fawcett was on a really, really good path with Captain Marvel. I mean, he was the first one to be in the screen in the in the silver screen um and what made him different than any other superhero at the time was that he was a 10 year old kid essentially and so there were you know there there were a ton of changes um to shazam but one of them when he, when they first created shazam you know billy batson was this 10 12 year old kid and when he transformed, he transformed into an adult. And I think that so many kids thought that was so cool because, I mean, when you're a kid, you want to adult. You want to be able to save the world. And he, when he transformed, though, he had the capacity, like the mind of an adult. Um, but later they changed it that instead of Billy Batson and Captain Marvel being like two different individuals that would swap places with one another, that Billy kept his personality when he transformed. So now he was uh, a mind of a kid in a super powered adult body. And I think that's where we get uh, so much comedy out of it because you see this big buff dude who has like a mentality of a 10 year old. And in the comic book industry, you know, we have so many different writers and uh, artists who take a character and kind of do their own little twist on it. And we definitely see a lot of that with Shazam. I mean, heaven forbid we saw a ton of it uh, prior between the 1939 through the 70s. But um, 
you know, they always try to revamp them. So, um, back in 1994, Jerry Ordways uh, came out with The Power of Shazam, which was a graphic novel, uh, and it was the new beginning. Uh, and here in this uh, graphic novel, Billy's parents are archaeologists <laughs> that were murdered by the man who becomes Black Adam. So I, I, I like that they brought Black Adam in that. But again, you know, when Jerry wrote this, he said he wrote it. Uh, I gave Billy all the problems that Peter Parker had back when he was in high school. And I wish that, like, they wouldn't continually try to make Captain Marvel from other characters. I mean, he was created as, like, almost a, a copy of Superman. And now we have someone who's trying to give him Peter Parker's life. And I just... Captain Marvel just needs to be Captain Marvel. Or, you know, he just needs to be Shazam. His own story, his own, like, stop trying to make him, like, someone he's not. Just like us. Don't be... Don't be the mold that they want you to be. Be yourself. Now, if only Billy Batson could speak up for that. Um... <laughs> And then Captain Marvel also appeared uh, in Mark Wade and Alex's Ross uh, Kingdom Come. Um, and also in Paul Dini and Ross's uh, oversized novel Shazam! Power of Hope uh, in the late 90s, like 1996. Um, afterward, the Marvel family moved out of the spotlight once again, uh, with Black Adam being heavily featured in Jeff Adams' JSA and in the weekly series 52. And you know, DC has always have their new, uh, like, rebirths, reboots of their uh, Earth's world's multiverse. <laughs> Sorry, words are hard. Um, so we saw a reboot of Captain, or sorry, of Shazam in the new 52. Um, and then we had like, which I think that was in, back in 2011. Uh, and then we had the DC Rebirth. Um, and they tried really hard. And it just, Shazam just never really took off. Um but when in 2019 they came out with a movie, they used the uh, new 52 origin story, which I think was a really good one to go with because uh, you captures so much and it was just light and it, it was, sorry, it was lighthearted and just so much fun and, and comical and lighthearted. I enjoyed it. Um... But it didn't explode in the box office like I thought they were expecting. And it could also have been uh, that the Captain Marvel movie from the MCU or in the MCU was released a month prior. Talk about coincidence. I mean, to be honest with you, it probably was a coincidence. I don't know. But what are the odds? Like, you have Captain Marvel coming out in one month, and then the next month you have the original Captain Marvel, who now is Shazam, who isn't as popular, even though he probably should have been. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> but they were expecting more, and it just it just didn't go as expected. However, we are still getting a sequel, which I personally am excited for. Um, it's going to be Shazam! Fury, Fury of the Gods, and it's supposed to be released uh, June of 2023. So we have some time, but we're supposed to get Black Adam in there, which I think would be amazing. 
my hope is that DC just gets a writer and an artist who is just all into giving Billy everything that he deserves because I feel like he gets like the shaft of things. His concept is awesome. I think he is able, I mean, the idea of Billy Batson and Shazam, um, I think they have a real chance to be able to connect with other kids um, and people out there. I mean, he is just searching for a loving family and someone who could watch out for him. But yet he has this superpower and this sh- amazing abilities to, you know, fight crime and evil in this world. And And I think that this is a chance to show that... Even a younger adult teenager kid could still do good in the world. I mean, even though Shazam does have these amazing powers, and unfortunately not many of us do. But I think it would be cool to, you know, show Billy being able to do good, just being Billy. And I love the aspect of the family piece of it because so many of our comic book heroes and villains have such a traumatic and I shouldn't be smiling when I say this I'm sorry uh, have such a traumatic past and history and so does Billy I mean he's he's an orphan uh, but he also has this really cool family and so being able to put the focus on that is something that we don't see in comics all the time I think Shazam could be well done, and I think that he could be the superhero that Fawcett uh, Publications was expecting, or that he, what he once was. But I think it just needs a solid, like a solid team to work out where they're going because I think so many like they have this idea and then they just kind of stops. He's he's stuck in limbo right now, which. Aren't we all stuck in limbo occasionally? And now it's it's time to get justice for Billy Batson and get him out of limbo. Okay. Well, um, you know how at the end of my show, I like to have a quote related to um, one of the characters or someone that we talked about. And today is a quote by Shazam. And yes, it comes from the movie. I, I enjoyed the movie. It was, it was good. And my ending quote is, here's the thing about power. What good is power if you got nobody to share it with? And yes, again, I think this could go in so many different ways. We have, we don't have superpowers, obviously, but we have power in our lives and control. And I see so many people have these power struggles, but like, let's be humble with ourselves and share the things that we have. Um, our world is a little bit of a mess right now. And if everyone shared a little bit of what we had, we could make this world a better place. I say all the time that I wish I was a million gazillionaire because do you know how many things and how many lives you can change if you had any bit of that money? Um, and if you shared that money, you don't need five different yachts but imagine if you took that money that one yacht could buy and helped a family get established or save (laughs) help with world hunger i don't know and i don't know there's just so much more out there than the things that we have besides legos legos are life kind of kidding kind of not 
kidding. No, I'm really kidding. But if we are given the things that we have, um, I think we we should share them. And I don't mean give everything away because obviously I need you to be okay too and balancing it. But um, I think it, we are all given these natural talents and it doesn't have to be money and um, it just could be your kindness, your words, your if you, your talent, share them with the world because my dears, you are all amazing. And that concludes today's episode of learning about Shazam. I just had to say it one more time. Um, go ahead and find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ambrosia underscore Linda. And then I am on TikTok at uh, comics underscore and underscore cupcakes. Comics and cupcakes. And my dudes, I hope you have a wonderful week. Hang in there. I hope you know that you are loved, you are valued, and you are worthy.